So you just you okay. just let me get that out first before well, you I wish started I, playing. I wish I would have been recording, but it I wasn't. wasn't. No, it was fine. It was better than this. Oh, damn. Here we are. That's harsh. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Welcome to the Let's Be Realistic Podcast, where Nicole's spitting fire in 0.2 seconds. No, no. She's like, you're not funny. No, it wasn't just a you thing. It was me too. Mm, gotcha. Just a, a, gotcha. a holistic view of this The lack intro. of comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, for sure. So welcome, welcome. Uh, today is moving day, at least for the listeners. Um, well, it comes out Sunday. Which is our technical moving day. What? Today's Saturday. Yeah, but I mean, we're not, I mean, we don't move in until Monday. Yeah, but oh. we oh. do like a lot more moving on Saturday. Oh. On okay <laughs> monday yeah monday. that's true we move monday yeah so we have which, to do a lot of stuff which is great because that gives everybody a chance to listen to the podcast and then shoot us text messages um with their support of encouragement and or it gives them time hands. to say hey do you need help tomorrow <laughs> yeah they're like hey i can drive down to tempe it's fine that's right um so thank you for listening thank you for tuning in to Thanks the let's pick let's 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 pick let's pick let's be realistic podcast i'm patrick and i'm nicole um please check us out uh let's lbrpodcast.com there it I'm is really struggling <laughs> lbrpodcast.com uh find all things lbr podcast including links to our social media mm-hmm. and um links to basically anywhere you like to listen to podcasts mm-hmm. go ahead and follow ours like it subscribe give us a review tell us, us what you think of it yeah. um we're pretty well into our new format by now where we talk about true crime and conspiracies and weird things in history so right. tell us what you think well into our being exclusively fueled by seraphina which is a l- lovely thing yeah um so it's weird that i don't get to go there four times a week now but we went yesterday and we met my friend lita there um and it was great and was I miss great. it. And yeah. I got a cup full of whipped cream again, and it was nice. It's great coffee, man. Mm-hmm. really is. I had their Americano. And you know what? It, it's like... I'd say it's probably the best Americano. Um, I believe you because you drank it pretty quickly, and you usually don't. No. But it, like, it definitely has... Like, it ramps you up, you know, like an Americano should. Sure. But it didn't make me poop my pants. Oh. So, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I mean, the caffeine level was was up. You know, I had a doctor's appointment. I'm like, <laughs> ramped up. You know, it was good. So, um, But not poopy. No, but not poopy. Oh, wow. Which is good. <laughs> it's a sweet spot. Oops. So... <laughs> so that's that's good um if they could only see the hand gesture i just hit my nose ring on the microphone wonder if they heard it whoopsies whoopsie it's probably like oh my gosh the dogs are barking everybody probably hears this yeah but this was directly on the microphone that's right so we'll see all right well so um as you guys have noticed with our format sometimes um we do separate stories sometimes we do a joint collaboration um sometimes we each do a story or we'll do like a kind of like a call and response thing where you do the research or i do the research and then then you add uh, and that's mainly because it's a lot of work yes and research (laughs) takes a lot of time and we're trying to move at the same time yeah well i really i really hope that in our new setup we can um 
kind of keep, you know, some of the stuff just out, which will help, you know, help the setup time. And then, you know, obviously we're not going to be driving as far. So hopefully we just, hopefully we just stumble into more recordable time. time. Just time in general. Yeah. That's the goal. Maybe a live on location one sometime. Ooh. Gosh, I wanted to do it at Poma so bad, but... All right, well, but we they don't sponsor us, so um, we'll yeah, have to we talk sh- about that yeah, later. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started. So you did the research for this story. Yes, I did. I had nothing to do with it. Yes, I did. Um, so this is a very interesting story. Yeah, you were like, you're like, oh, I'll do it. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> Um, And I don't remember how I, so I've heard this story before, but I don't know how I remembered about it now. Oh, we already did spontaneous combustion? Yes. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to, okay, what? You're walking away. Oh my gosh. Dobby needed to come in the room. So Patrick just let him in. Okay, so I, without giving too much away, because I kind of want to tell this story in a way that, like, there's a twist, you know, when Ooh. I when I reveal the what's going on. The big reveal. Yeah, that's right. So, um, that's, that's what I say every time I take off my pants. Oh, what? Uh, the big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going show. to do my best to keep that part hidden until the appropriate time. Um, but I'm going to cite my sources right here. Um, I think the first time I heard the story was on My Favorite Murder. Um, and I can tell you the episode name because it hasn't it never has anything to do with the stories. So it was episode number 111 called Figure It Out, Kevin. But that doesn't Kevin. have anything to do with the story, so it's perfect. Um, it was the story that Georgia told that episode. And then the bulk of the information that I got um, was an article in Mel Magazine by James McMahon. Right, so it's actually gonna be really fun. You guys are gonna love this. We're gonna just okay. So starting now, we're just gonna play the, the my favorite murder, the my favorite murder, <laughs> and we're gonna ride their coattails oh, uh, to to superstardom to be being a really successful popular podcast. podcast. So right. um, and you know what else right, will guys. help if you share us with your friends. That's right. And rate and review and subscribe. That's right. So make sure to turn the volume up and have a seat we're actually going to listen to it together so nicole (laughs) fire away um actually real quick before i start i'm just going to pause it real quick and get some more wine we're back and something unfortunate happened oh my gosh let's just talk about this (laughs) let's just talk about this i didn't get more wine okay because i was judged no by you and this is the most stifled that i've ever felt by you (laughs) no um because i i you know what i um what anyone can re- rewind the podcast just hit that 15 second button twice by now and uh just listen to the part where nicole says okay i'm gonna pause it real quick so i can go get some wine hits pause looks at me says can you get me some more wine <laughs> okay the only reason and i asked said, that is because said, i have all of this setup on top of me it's hard to get back in here not not debating that but then said so drink some more of your wine and she still has glass of uh, <laughs> wine in her glass. She said, "Now drink some more of your wine, and then get then we can both get more wine." <laughs> and and I have a full glass of wine, and she has like <laughs> roughly a half glass. No, of, that's less. She's than got a, half a quarter. Glass. More this will two, never get me through the story, and that's the problem. She's got a third problem. of a glass of wine, and is like, "Well, but then this will never get me through the story because we might have to pause it." 
No, that's not what I said. You said that. Okay, and well, then, and then it's proceeds fine. to no, say this is the most stifled that she's uh, that I've, <laughs> I've 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 never stifled her more than this. That's correct. I'm, I stand I'm by such that. a good husband that I almost I'm always like, yeah, okay. Gee golly, I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> but instead of instead of the inevitable us pausing it again when I need more wine, why don't we just like well, I can, I drink faster than you. Why don't we just like meet in the middle? So we're gonna pause again. Yes. Guess what? They don't even have to know next time. What if I want to talk about it? Because Whatever. It's fine. I'm just probably. Gonna, it's fine. I'm just gonna start, and I'll run out of wine, and then we'll have to do this whole thing again. Okay. okay. We'll start the podcast over. <laughs> be like, oh wait, hold on. By, by the way, guys, I just wanted to just let everybody in on some. So we're not actually going to be playing the My Favorite Murder podcast. We that would be illegal, I th- think. Uh, I don't. I mean, maybe not. I mean, if not, we said that's what it was, we're not making any money off of it. That's but true. But it's better because we actually got Georgia. Oh to my come gosh. in and how did and I do forget it? that she was here, Georgia? That's right. Come on I, in. Just kidding. Have a seat. Just okay. Kidding. Let's be realistic. Oops. All right. Are you ready now? <sighs> do you want to just switch glasses? No, it's fine. I'm going to be talking the you whole You don't want to drink anyway. out of the stupid glass. No, That's I don't why. care about that. I just realized that I'll be talking a lot, so I won't be able to drink that much anyway. <laughs> if you guys could see his face. <laughs> okay. They're just making that face. All right. Ready? Yeah. All right. Our story takes place in Mexico City, Mexico. Did it's you know? It's a mur- murder story, right? It's true crime. Okay. It is a murderous story. That's true. Well. Um, did you know that there are more people living in Mexico City than New York City? That's a lot of people. Yeah. It's like 8.6 million. Wow. Is It might be more than that now. It's probably a lot more than that now. Anyway, it's a lot of people. It's more than New York City. That's a lot of people. No, thank you. Yeah, that's right. So, in the late 1990s and early 2000s, there were bodies of elderly women being discovered strangled in their homes in alarming numbers. A lot of them. Dozens of women. All elderly. There were never any signs of forced entry. They were always found in their homes. They were living alone. They were all over the age of 60. Did I already say that? No. I was going to ask. Okay. And they had usually been robbed, not of like huge sums of cash or anything super valuable, but like religious relics and small items. Like uh, trophies? I don't know. I picture rosary beads. Yeah, but I'm saying like if it's a serial killer. Oh, sure, sure, trophy. sure, sure, sure. Should I be taking notes? Um, I mean, I have a lot of notes over here. I feel like that'd be overkill. So at this time, the authorities claimed that the murders were not connected and that they, it was not the work of a serial killer. Way to go, Mexico City PD. I mean, we've all done it. It's they're just like, the 70s here. Like, yeah, no, no fourth century. Like, even though they're exactly like, I just don't think that they're related. It doesn't seem like it's it the same. It doesn't seem like they're related. Or uh, however you would say that in Spanish. Oops. And whenever anyone would say that it was a serial killer, they said that was sensational and that that wasn't true. Um, they even considered that multiple killers were involved, but not that it was a serial killer. Right. Because it's more likely that it's a crime syndicate after rosary beads and a mother Teresa. that's right or virgin mary statue mother Teresa. okay so they really didn't have any leads at all it's not great not looking this in is, the right spots but this yeah. has been going on for years um the authorities focused their investigation on mexico city's transgender community because of reports that the suspect was wearing women's clothing and it was like a big suspect from the reports of people who had seen this person um, but wearing women's clothing. And it was like, well, it has to be 
a sexually confused man. And so 49 people were brought in for questioning. 49 transgender people in Mexico were brought in for questioning. But obviously, it didn't. none of them did it. And everyone was pissed. And obviously, that community was very upset because police were not nice to them. And also, they're like, we're not involved in this. Please leave us alone. <laughs> but they said it in Spanish, of course. That's right. Yeah. No, I don't right. know Spanish well enough. In December 2003, the police um, released two eyewitness sketches of the alleged killer. One was slightly more feminine than the other. Then, as if to corroborate just how confused they were about what line of inquiry to focus on, they released two often contradictory profiles of who they believed the killer to be. So when I, I'm reading a lot from this article because it's very well written and it works um, very well chronologically. So if I'm reading, that's what it's from. It's not my own words. Um, so let's just say, um, I'm just going to be honest here. Uh-oh. I'm just going to be realistic. Okay. Let's be realistic together. Okay. A lot of things I want to say about Mexico City PD. Not um, doing a great job. But, okay. You said this was the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah, though. this isn't that long ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is less than 20 years ago. Right. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like... You know, I I mean, it wasn't like upholding in the, 70s. the law isn't really something that Mexico is known for, nor are their laws the same as the United States. Okay. Okay. So listen, of the two profiles I just mentioned, one was a physical profile. Quote: The killer is a man dressed as a woman, or a robust woman dressed in white, which. She could easily change. Why would you say what she's dressed in? She probably has other clothes. Height between 1.7 and 1.75 meters, which is basically five foot six. Robust c- complexion. What does that mean? How can complexion be robust? Wow, your skin is aggressive. Is that like a is that like a translation thing? Um, maybe? I maybe, but the rest of it seems fine. Light brown, robust complexion, light brown. Right, right, right. The most robust light brown you've ever seen. <laughs> it just really gets You're you like, in the oh eyes. Oh my gosh, that is so just robust. such a vibrant. You know when you see brown and you're like, wow. Wow. It's if it so were brown. Like, <laughs> and then when you see light brown, you're like, wow. So robust. Okay, yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm tracking you. Oval face, wide cheeks, blonde hair. Delin- blonde hair? Delineated eyebrows? What? What? What does that mean? Delineated eyebrows. They're they're intentionally? They're drawn Do on? Do they mean like diminutive? No. Um, and approximately 45 years old. So that was the prof- those were the profiles that were given. So it's either a man dressed as a woman or all of that. Okay? Um, so the psychological profile that they had worked up um, pulled from cases of serial killers who had targeted elderly women in Spain and France. Um there was the Beast of Montmartre, um, who in the 80s killed 25 elderly women. Um, but the profile was basically just pretty cliched stuff. It said, quote, the killer is a man with homosexual preferences and a victim of childhood physical abuse. He could have had a grandmother or lived with an elderly person and has resentment to that feminine figure and possesses great intelligence. So basically like every serial killer yeah. ever. Which I would see as... I would feel like that would be more accurate than what they described. Sure. 
and it probably is, but that's one of those things where like um, a psychic is like, hey, I feel like you've lost someone. And they're like, I have lost I someone. I have lost someone. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's such a wide net that right. everyone fits. So it's believed that the first murder took place in Mexico City on November 25th in 2002, but I think they actually took place a lot um, well before that. I think there was, this was already going on before that. But this victim was 64-year-old Maria de la Luz Gonzalez Anaya. She had been beaten and strangled to death. She was left sprawled out on her couch. The next year, um, an 84-year-old Guillermina Leon Oropesa um, and then Alicia Cota Ducoin on November 28th. So we're in what, 2003? The murder is believed to have taken seven more lives in 2003. The year after that, the annual body count hit 14. So we're at a lot of murders yeah, already within a two-year span. Um, including 70-year-old Maria Dolores Martinez Benavides, who was strangled with a stethoscope so violently that her neck was snapped. How does a stethoscope cord even remain that strong? Yeah, that's crazy. In 2005, the year before the killer's capture, the death toll reached 18. So we're in like 30s, 40s. This is a lot of bodies. Oh, so the... Okay, I wanted wanted you to clarify. So it goes from like one, three... Is it total or each annual total? It's a great question. Um, The way it's written is unclear, and I haven't been able to find a victim by victim count however at the end of this the toll reaches like 49 so it's not out of the question that this could be a year by year wow. but i'm not sure if that's what they're saying okay you you with me this person's a grim reaper man yeah it's a lot of bodies um a lot of victims the oldest victim was the second to last victim 92 year old maria de los angeles Reper hernandez can you imagine you live to 92 and then you in get Mexico murdered City, and, get and you murdered. get murdered it's nuts. That is nuts. She had been strangled with her own scarf and her face was beaten to a pulp. That's Yikes. sad. 92. Almost immediately, a theory developed that the killer may be playing the role of a government official, lulling their victims into a false sense of security by offering them a chance to sign up for some kind of social wel- welfare program because there was never any sign of forced entry. So they knew that there had to be some way that the killer was gaining the trust of the victims to get into their home without having to break in. And it was like... The rooms weren't, like, turned upside down. There wasn't, like, some huge crazy fight. It was, like, the these elderly women were letting this killer in. Right. Well, I, I mean, you know, as, as mean as it is to say, I hope there wasn't some huge crazy fight with an experienced murderer and a 92-year-old right. woman. That's true. Like, but, you know, I mean, these are Mexican abuelas, basically. And a lot of them are, like, in their 60s. They're going to fight. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. For sure. Look for a man with a bunch of scratches and, like, <laughs> bruises. Yeah. Who's wearing a, like, hastily made, you know... Dress or something. White. (laughs) Something white. Oh, yeah. But there's not... There aren't very many instances that I've found in this story of, like, survivors. You know? So it's not like you can ever really get someone who was, like, a close call. So they weren't able to get, like, really good descriptions, as you can tell from the profiles. Um. Bernardo Batiste, who was the chief prosecutor in Mexico City at the time, said, we're, quote, we're dealing with a brilliant mind um, because they couldn't figure out anything. Like, there wasn't really much left behind. I think they found fingerprints and stuff, but that was it. And there like, no um, weapons or anything, really. It was just all of these old women. 
Um, other theories were less plausible. At one point, it was believed that three of the victims, because th- there was some connection that three of the victims owned a painting by the 18th century French artist Jean Baptiste Gruz. And the painting was boy in a red waistcoat. So three of these women had the same painting. And they were like, well, maybe there's a connection there. Like maybe it has something to do with art when really it's like they just don't have anything to go on. And this was a commonality. Right. They're yeah, they're forcing these connections. Yes. So but I mean, I guess if you have nothing, you're like, what which one of these things is like the other? Like, well, I mean, these people have the same painting. Yeah. I guess. You, you can just imagine like the detective who's like a lower ranks like they had the same painting of course in spanish <laughs> you don't have to keep saying that well i mean i just <laughs> don't want i don't want to like you know make it seem uh inauthentic unauthentic. Sure, sure sure it seems more authentic when you say in spanish what after is the opposite what's the synonym to antonym? you mean antonym what too authentic the... false fake fraud opposer <laughs> Was that what you were looking for? No. Okay. I, I imagined it sounds fraudulent. Like authentic. Oh yeah, maybe fraudulent. Perhaps. Okay. I didn't want to seem fraudulent. No, that's not right. Well, I think it's too late for that. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going anymore. Okay. Um, similarly, after a perceived break in the case in October of 2005, it was suggested that maybe the killer had ended their life. So I think maybe there was just like a lull, and so they're like, well, maybe they killed themselves. And so then they started fingerprinting bodies in the morgue in Mexico City to see if the fingerprints Nailed matched it. the crime scenes. Nailed it. And wouldn't you know it? Um, They didn't. It didn't. Didn't. That's weird. And it seems like they were only fingerprinting the bodies in the morgue who had died by suicide. So, like, even if you're on the right track, you're still limiting your scope so much by doing that. Anyway, that didn't work, clearly. So now, here we go. We're really starting to ramp yeah, there, up here. I, I imagine there's like somebody who was like, no, this is it. This is for sure it. And then another body shows up and they're like. Cool. cool, cool it's cool, a cool. copycat. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. So I hope you don't in your head know what's happening here, but it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Okay. Ready? So nobody thought that the killer could actually be a woman, like not just a man dressed like a woman, but actually could be a woman, right? Because only 15% of serial killers were female. Um, So they were like, nobody does that. It's not a female. That can't be a thing. Um, In fact, as late as 1998, famed FBI profiler Roy Hazelwood would claim there are no female serial killers. (laughs) Hmm. Despite the first serial killer on record probably being a woman, Locusta, an infamous gall-born prisoner who is beloved by Nero, and yet while um, this killer was on the loose... Multiple witness statements confidently claimed that they'd seen someone in women's clothing fleeing from several of the crime scenes. Um, a prominent sighting being one of a broad-shouldered woman in a red dress. So they just, like, kept ignoring the fact that it could be a woman. Right, right. So, well, you know what? We really, you know what? They, they're like, listen, Mexico PD, you come come, come north of the, the border here, take a take a trip up to, to Berkeley, okay? Learn Learn something about equality. <laughs> women can look women can kill people too well all right there is something Just to be said for men. that though all right because wi- female serial killers usually poison people that's true i hear they also don't get paid as much oh oops are we doing this we're we no, doing this I, right I now? thought that was an okay joke it was, a, <laughs> it was an okay joke 
It was well timed. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. I feel like if you have to say that after, it probably wasn't as good as you had hoped. Your reaction wasn't as good as I had hoped. <laughs> the joke went always, off without a hitch. Isn't I that thought always it was, how it goes. Yes. Oh, that's good. Smoking, yeah. smoking like a true comedian. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the joke was great. Good timing. It was um it was current. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Okay. The case finally turned in 2005 with the murder of 82-year-old Carmen Camila Gonzalez Miguel, the mother of a noted Mexico criminologist, Luis Rafael Moreno Gonzalez. Question. Yes. Um does the killer have an issue with really really long names? <laughs> that's just a mexican thing babe. okay <laughs> no the killer also has a long name so do you know what basset hounds apparently have really long names too do sorry you know basset hounds why like it's customary to give your your basset hound like a very very long it's like, customary to give any like akc like very um well-bred dog a long name did you know that no because usually know there's the name of the kennel and then there's the name sometimes of like the dad and then the name that you give them like star she had a really long name what was it um something sunburst evening star or something like that sunburst was the kennel name you should ask my mom about that later okay but that's not just a basset hound thing that's like any really well-bred for a purpose yeah but i don't think like certified but i thought it was like um you know like like a long name that's not just there but maybe maybe it is i mean we we can come back to this you know what i probably won't okay all right anyway so finally um the mother of a mexican criminologist was killed and then they're like well crap i guess we really got to figure this out now because it's hitting pretty close to home yep they're dropping like flies around here someone important got killed so now now we got to take it seriously that's right so excuse me like if it was 49 men they'd be all over it maybe in mexico you never know yeah i don't know um so they started patrolling the area where the killer had struck previously um and they were handing out flyers, warning people of stranger danger. Um, police even paid elderly women to act as bait in park areas, which which is questionable, right? Because they never attacked in a park? That's right. Also, the women, that's easy money, man. These women are always turning up in their homes, so you're going to pay me to just walk around a park? Yes, done. Cha-ching. I'll do it. Because that's not where this killer has been striking. Right. Because not only that, not only are they not, is the killer not striking in the park, but like they weren't like, okay, we'll give them money and then just see if they die. They're obviously going to be under surveillance. So it was like, right. Some old Mexican lady was like, those idiots. Those idiots. Okay. Let me see if I can find the full name. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So a few months later, the killer was finally apprehended. And it was Juana Dianara Barasa Samperio, a woman who at the time, I think of her capture, was 48 years old. Okay. And. A jujitsu teacher. A lucha, lucha libre? What is it called? A luchador. A luchador. So like one so of. So she did have experience. She That's did interesting. entertainment wrestling. Like wore a butterfly mask and pink spandex. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so they apprehended Juana Barraza a few months later. Um, she was spotted by the live-in tenant of a woman named Ana Maria de los Reyes Alfaro um, as she, Barraza, fled the scene of what would then be her final killing. Um, inside the apartment, 84-year-old, um, the landlady, 
Raya Salfaro lay strangled to death, just like all of the other women that Verazza had been killing. You look really pretty right now. Thank you. That's very sweet because I look like a hobo. Um, she was picked up by a passing police patrol, um, and on her was a stethoscope, pension forms, and social worker identification card. So she was pulling the government thing like, hey, I'm here for the whatever government program. I'm a nice lady. Let me and I work for the government. Yep. Have a seat. Let me just take uh, and then she because then you can go behind them and do the like yeah, put the stethoscope on yeah. the back. Of them. Yeah. Um, the police obtained a search warrant for her address and despite her illiteracy, which we'll get to, um, they found a room in which newspaper clippings of all her crimes were metho- methodically stored as well as objects that had belonged to the victim. So, yes, she was taking trophies. If she was illiterate, how did she know? what newspaper article to cut out maybe it had a picture of the victim and she recognized them maybe maybe it was the obituary maybe it was like well some of them were articles but some of them were just obituaries like we yeah we (laughs) messed that one up (laughs) i can't read i I don't know (laughs) it's like we couldn't find connections to any of these people who had died right alphabetized (laughs) no no (laughs) but it does say methodically stored so what do you think the method was i don't know she can't read i call into question a little bit of this reporting like okay maybe she knows letters Maybe she knows the alphabet, maybe, but she can't read. Maybe she just used it as like a defense. No, we'll we'll get to it. Okay. She had a rough life. Oof. Well, I mean, she's a I 49 mean, year old. obviously, right, yeah. Luchador. 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 Luchadora? Which Luchador? is crazy because like, at least in the United States, that type of wrestling is all fake. So it's not dangerous at all. Yeah, it's like WWE. Yeah. But um, she also just happened to be a murderer. Right. Of a lot, like dozens of people. Nice. Like a lot of people. Nice. Okay, so we're going to talk about her for a little bit. Okay. She was born on December 27th, 1957 in Hidalgo, Mexico, um, a rural area to the north of Mexico City. Her mother, spelled Justa, but I'm sure it's Justa, Semperio, was an alcoholic and sex worker. She was 13 when she gave birth to Juana. Yikes. Um, she left um, Barraza's father, truck driver Trinidad Barraza, three months after Juana was born, tired of his philandering. Reports state that he fathered as many as 32 children. Animal. <laughs> what an animal. Though he concedes himself, he's lost count of how many children. Seems like a stand-up guy. Um, it's alleged that her mother, Juana's mother, who fell pregnant, shortly um, after meeting Trinidad, gave care of her daughter away to an elderly man named Jose Lugo in exchange for three beers. Patrick, are you listening? What a bunch of garbage people. Garbage people. I'm biting my tongue. That was was very tame. Three beers. She traded her daughter to a man who was 62 years old for three beers. So it's like... She was 12. Juana was 12. She was 12 years old. And she said, I'll give you my daughter for three beers. Done deal. Can I have four beers? Isn't that horrible? That's so sad. I, I just wish that I just wish that Juana was out killing people like her parents. You know? Yes. Then, well that's then kind you could I have mean, been like that's kind of what it was. She was killing people in the age ranges, sort of, of her parents oh, by the she's time like, she was. I, there. I have no idea who my parents are, so I'm just trying to No, murder, but I like, think it was just like it's like a pent up rage. You resemble my mom. So go now, you know? Like, go kill the type of people that are like, huh, I don't know, man. 32, I don't know how many, I don't know how many I kids I have. Like, wow, okay, just pull out. 
like instead of being such a garbage person that you're like yeah you know i don't care yeah I'm, i know it happens well, i don't care i mean if they don't take any responsibility for it anyway why do they care what difference does it make to them rather have a good time right garbage people subhuman so after she was traded away for three beers um she became pregnant by the 62 year old oh you know what didn't see that one coming miscarried multiple times yes because you know she's like 13 12 yeah yeah. um she got pregnant again at 16 miscarried um i'm seeing a pattern oh i'm sorry i know why she can't kill her mom because her mom died in 1980 of cirrhosis well this is those final three beers push right over the limit i hope it was the final three beers um so once her mom died she felt free enough to leave and she fled to mexico city and she wasn't even 20 when she did that so she was probably like 19 she never learned to read or write because this was her life, which makes right. sense. Right. Because at 12, she was traded for three beers. That's right. So education was probably not a top priority no. in, no, no, in no. the, what's her last name? Barasa. Barasa household. Um, it's said that the resentment she felt toward her mother for allowing her childhood to be so wretched, so fearful, and so abusive never dimmed. Well, I don't blame her. Mm. That would be hard to recover from. Yeah. Especially without um, help. You know, I don't condone her strangling... 49 people but yeah. uh yeah but uh, but it's I understandable mean, i understand the origin story right um so she was married a few times um, many were abusive because you seek out what's normal to you so that's sad um, this would make a great horror film yeah slash like action film slash it probably is i wonder um she had four children her oldest one died at 24 um, because he never recovered from injuries sustained either from being attacked with a baseball bat or being shot during a skirmish between rival gangs. Another report said he was mugged. So either way, regardless, it was awful. He was also murdered. Um, at trial, she said that that's when her rage started to spiral out of control is when her son was murdered, which fair enough. I don't think she had murdered anyone until that happened to her son. I think that was like the trigger. Yikes. Yikes is right. This is not a good life at all. A horrible, horrible life. Um, her second child, who was a girl, married young and left um, her household. Um, but when her mom got arrested, she was living pretty close to where her mom was. Um, and when Barasa was doing all of the murdering, she still had two of her kids with her, a boy who was 13 and a girl who was 11. And then that older sister came in um, and helped care for them when she got arrested. So at least there's that. Okay. So a little bit of stability. And from everything I've read and heard, she was like a decent mom. Like she wasn't abusive to her children. She didn't trade them for alcohol and like cared for them. and was devastated when her son died. So like it's, it, you know. She's doing the best she can there. We're setting the bar pretty low. Be like, well, she didn't trade them for alcohol. Right. <laughs> but like, it doesn't yeah, seem like she, she was, was a pretty good mom. Yeah. It doesn't seem like she was abusive to her own kids. I'm like, well, I didn't get trade, traded for half a six pack. Oh, my gosh. So. Yeah. It's a child. You couldn't get more than that for a child? Do you think she asked for more and he like talked her down? <gasps> I hope not. Be like, yeah, you got to buy me a case of beer. Be like, how about these three leftover warm beers I got in my truck? Okay. Yeah, I'll do so horrible yikes but i mean i guess like to him he's like yeah i'm just getting i'm I'm gonna trade these beers for the sex toy and to her it was like i get three beers and i don't have to feed this person yeah that's true yikes 
Yikes is right. Um, her life of crime started small, um, which it normally does for a lot of people. In 1995, after the birth of her fourth child, she began to steal from shops um, because the money from her wrestling wasn't nearly enough to make ends meet. She wasn't very good. She wasn't, like, super famous. But she she did do it. She did wear the pink spandex Crazy. and the butterfly mask. Um, next, she moved on to home burglary, pawning the jewelry and other valuables she lifted in the process. And then in 1996, she and her friend... Araceli Tapia Martinez came up with a new criminal enterprise. They's bo- they would both dress as nurses and rob er- elderly people who lived alone. In time, however, Martinez would betray Barraza. So then Barraza just continued robbing on her own and then eventually es- escalated to murder. Um, <laughs> so this is the part where I tell you what her Lucha Libre name was. Um... La Dama de Silencia, which is really like literally the lady of silence, but could also just be like the quiet lady. So that's not super intimidating, you know? Okay. But she says she chose that name because I'm quiet and I keep to myself. Do you, ma'am? Uh, ma'am, you uh, you murdered 49 people. You, do um, you, you keep to not yourself? Not only did you murder 49 people, you strangled 49 people and you um, are a wrestler. Um, it could, I guess it, she did kind of do that quietly. Like she got away with it for a long time, but I wouldn't say keep to yourself. No, that's not something that I would, I, I would not use that as a descriptor for, sure. for her. <laughs> so this is where it says, La Dama de Silencio wasn't a great wrestler. If anything, she could normally be found hitting the ropes at amateur events somewhere toward the bottom of the card or selling popcorn as she was frequently injured. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Um, her, like I said, um, her name translating to the quiet lady did not really strike fear into the hearts of those who, you know, either were wrestling her or paid to see her. So I guess it was like real wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, it was definitely more WWE-esque, like very entertainment, very flashy, but I think it really was wrestling. Interesting. Um. I'm sure you can still get injured. I mean. Yeah. And she was older. Um, her ring gear, like I said, a butterfly mask, striped pink leggings, frizzy orange hair. Um, yeah, and then it says, not to mention, once she took off her mask, the woman looked as though she could be your mother. So she wasn't super intimidating, which is probably another thing, too. Like, she's in this arena sport that she loves a lot, but no one takes her seriously. So it's like all of this compounded with, like... I'm already doing the thing I want to do and no one cares. So let me show you. I can be tough. Well, like, was that something that she really loved? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she was a wrestler. I just think that's so bizarre. Like what? They've, they've done like Criminal Minds episodes and like stuff on it. So I'm sure there's like, there probably is already a movie, but there should be a better movie that we've heard of, you know? Yeah. Or like even... I want to watch, like, if there's a Criminal Minds episode that is, like, loosely based on that, Mm -hmm. I would love to watch that. I think there is. We can find it. I'll look after this. Yikes. Um, (coughs) On March 31st, 2008, so at this time she's 50 years old, she was found guilty on 16 charges of murder and aggravated burglary, including eight separate counts, or sorry, 11 separate counts of murder. So these are all the ones that they could definitively tie her to. It's said that it could be up to 49, but they did not get her for 49. There were just 49 people 
who died in this fashion around this time in this area. So it's likely because she says, quote, I only killed one little old lady, not the others. It isn't right to pin the others on me. So like she still doesn't even admit to all of them. Even the ones that she was found guilty of, she only admits to killing one woman. Which is so weird. It's always so weird. That, I mean, that's sociopathy, right? Like, that's a lot of them do that. But it's so strange to me when, like, you're you're already done. You're already convicted and you still won't admit. Well, and you're not the criminal mastermind that is, like, you know, super high IQ. And I suppose she, she may be, like... She She's may, relatively intelligent if she, she could pull this off. Yeah, but she may be very, fairly intelligent, yeah. but just can't read. Yeah. Um. But it, that happens so often. It's like they still think they're so much smarter than everyone else. Like, no, we physically found the evidence that you did and it. And they're like, that's what you think. Yeah. You're it like, wasn't me. It's not fair. It's like, not fair that you think You know, and then me. the judge drops the gavel and they're like, guilty, 16 charges. And they're like, we'll see about that. Yeah. Like, like, what? No, no, that's it. No, that's it. Um, no, no appeal for you there, buddy. Like, that's it. Like, uh-huh. Right where I wanted you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Bye. Oh, I know what's going to happen next. You're going to put me in prison. Um, Falling straight into my trap. She was sentenced to 759 years in prison. Okay. (laughs) Um, She showed little emotion when she heard the verdict. She said, may God forgive you and not forget me. Mm, There it is. (laughs) Um, There it is. May he forgive you guys. May he forgive you. For giving me 750 years for killing one little old lady. Yeah. The other 48 weren't dead when I left. Okay. So <laughs> they died on their own. That Just had saying. nothing to do with me. I beat them up. Sure. But that heart was still beating. They had a pulse when I left because of the stethoscope. I, I could brought just my check. stethoscope. Okay. I'm a nurse. Right. Um, was showing them some moves. Wrestling moves. Wrestling moves. Um, she won't be eligible for parole until 2058, at which time she will be 100 years old. Close. Um, she was asked to provide a motive for her crimes. She said, I got angry. No, ma'am. You found these women. You. F- it, it is said that she would like peruse parks, see old ladies alone, and then follow them home, and then pose as a social worker or a nurse, or like say, hey, I'll help you with your groceries. No, no, no. You didn't just get angry. It's not like you guys got in a fight it, at the grocery store in an aisle. It's not like just a rage thing. This was premeditated. You followed them home. She said, I got angry. And then later she added, here you we go. Really pretty good, so. Thank you. Later she added, I killed old ladies because my mother mistreated me, bit me, cursed at me, and sold me to an old man. Which for sure I get. Yeah. Okay, but like, fair. let's talk about therapy. Let's talk about these women aren't your mom. Let's talk about not murdering people. Right, 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 right. You know what, though? I wonder if the wrestling was like an outlet for her anger. I'm sure. And then like she's not. And then she got injured. And then then her son gets murdered. Yeah. No, for sure. She can't. Can't catch a break. No, she really can't. She had a horrible life. She had a a really bad life. Don't don't condone the murders, but like. She needed. Can't say I didn't see that one coming. Right. Right. Yeah. If you would have been like, hey, I'm going to tell you a story and then started with her. Her her origin. And I'm like, guess what happens? I'll be like, she murders a bunch of people. And you're like, you're right. <laughs> she did murder a bunch that's of people. That's correct. Yeah, no, that's, like, that's true. Not a stretch there. That's very Not true. a stretch. Yeah, because you can't treat children like trash. They don't turn out well. It's amazing. I mean, they were probably like 
Modelo's or something, you know? <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> Oh my god! You're not even like a. It's just like a, even a Mexican a, lager, and you're just like. Well, plus this was in like what the fifties. No, because she was forty nine and two. Oh, I guess so yeah. Sixty. So she, when she was twelve, it was like seventy. Like you know what? Price of inflation, scarcity. Those three beers were like a month's worth of wages. Yeah, like sixty five cents worth. Anyway, um, these days. Baratza spends her days selling tacos to other inmates at Mexico City's Santa Martha Acatitla prison. Her specialty is said to be cochinita pibil. I know I've butchered all of this. It's fine. Um, a slow roasted spicy pork dish that's Yucatan in order. To die for. It probably is. I bet you it's great. You'd probably like it. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Sorry. There it is. But uh, but I I was taking it but, uh, at face value. Probably no, I, it probably I, is really good. I started talking about slow roasted pork. I was like, oh, okay. That is probably to die for. And then I thought what in a, my head, what a great opportunity. Get this out quick. Oops. <laughs> and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. No, it didn't. Land. Not missed the mark. Sorry. Yep. Um, but she's still like a pretty well known serial killer. There. I mean, she's still alive. Um, the oh, listen, listen to this. Her name still carries currency within Mexican pop culture. Case in point, the cumbia. You love cumbia. Oh, I love the cumbia. Singer. Hang on. This is a lot of syllables. Amandita. 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 There could be a syllable. Very well known. Who, as a former guest on the El Rey Network's excellent wrestling show, Lucha Underground. Oh, my Wrote a hit song about her. So in Spanish, hang on, be patient with me here. La Mata Viejitas, it means little old lady killer. That's her um, name in Spanish. Okay. And what she's, you know, they give serial killers like a tagline. Um, so the song says, La Mata Viejitas wants to get rid of your grandmother. <laughs> Damn, that's cold. <laughs> What's well, true. And true. Um, and then later in the article, it was like, it's, it's a catchier song than it sounds, but... So like, it's I'll be the judge of that. But people like still know who she is. I mean, this wasn't that long ago even that she was convicted. It was what in like 2005. So maybe a little later. Yeah, this was not that long ago. Doesn't this seem like it was in like the 70s or something when you hear about it? It seems like a soap opera. Well, I mean, you know, maybe things move a little slower to our neighbors to the south. Well, for and our this neighbors is like, to the south. And she was from a pretty rural area and yeah. yeah. But anyway, I thought that was funny. Um while she was in prison, she got married to a 74-year-old um, man who was in the same prison, who was also serving a life sentence for murder. He'd courted her for years through the mail, um, and they had never met until their wedding day. They saw each other only three times in total, <laughs> for a total of about two hours in the whole entirety of their relationship. Um, and she said, <laughs> once we saw each other, the love vanished. <laughs> because you know do you remember did you ever like talk to someone or like text someone and it's like so exciting and you like like them so much but then when you're with them you're like you know i don't like them that much yeah is that this relationship for you i'm i was (laughs) i feel like that one day you're gonna be like i've made a huge mistake (laughs) we've been living together for like almost six years i know why would it just hit me and you're gonna be like you're gonna walk in on me sitting on the toilet and you're gonna be like and that was the moment the love just vanished <laughs> no it, no it smelled like hot broccoli and Ew. why are you 
you turpentine. like this? Why are you like this? Um, no. But anyway, I thought that was funny. So she basically got married and divorced in jail. Why? Why? Why even put forth the effort? Just hey, Reverend, just um, <laughs> just tear it up. Just tear it up. This isn't gonna work. Just tear it up. Like tear it up or else. It's probably a priest. They're probably oh, Catholic. right, 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 right. Um, but father, because there were like um Catholic relics. In padre, right? pa- Padre, father in Spanish. Padre. Yeah, you nailed it, babe. Yeah. You really got the one word down. Um, well, I. Well, he she would have said Padre. Yeah. I'm going to kill your wife if you don't rip <laughs> oh that piece of paper gosh. up. The marriage license up. Oh. After Padre, everything would have been else. Everything else would have been in Spanish. Right. Right. Again, for authenticity. Yes. Um. I wonder if her tacos are any good. I bet you they are. You know? 100%. Um, okay, so wh- what's going on in Mexico City jail, though? That she can just make tacos for she people? She's making tacos, like getting married, getting well, you can divorced. Get married. You can get married in American jail. In a, What? In, a, in the United States, you can get married in jail. Happens all the time, babe. All the time. Ted Bundy freaking propo- proposed during his own trial. You don't remember this? We've talked about this before. He proposed. We watched the Zac Efron movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, that movie tripped me out, man. Really? The whole time I'm just like waiting for like him. I'm like waiting for something like bigger to happen. But. Well, that that movie wasn't really about the murders. It was more about him. I know. I know. But it tripped me out because it's always like, no, 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 no. He's like, he's like always explaining to us or mansplaining. Oops. To his wife. Like, no, no, no. They've got the wrong guy. And I'm just like waiting for like, I, I, I didn't had, I didn't realize that like the progression of of him getting caught i was waiting for something like more condemning but then i realized it just like clicked i'm like oh no this is like we're only seeing it from his perspective right which was pretty interesting though because even from that side you can tell how nuts it is like you can tell what a sociopath he is like even you kind of feel for him because it's all like kind of through his and the girlfriend's perspective but even so you're like okay come on when are you gonna give it up like when are you just gonna admit it yeah um anyway that's um a different topic but um i just think it's interesting that why why would you even get married just why don't you just have as many pen pals as you'd like flirt with all of them it doesn't matter you're never going to see them and you don't have to go through the effort of marrying anyone or divorcing anyone just talk to whomever you'd like you're in jail forever for Um, 759 years so my question is this sure was he just drawing pictures? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't have Did she learn to read in jail? Oh, Patrick. Maybe maybe someone read to her. Maybe like a guard or someone uh, or like yeah. her cellmate yep, yep, yep. or something read to her. And Which is even weirder. And he just like threw in a little bit he or sh- he or she cuz you know. It's a he. The no well the guard oh the guard the just made it spicier made it sound spicier than it yeah. was and then when she saw him she's like you're not who i've she's read like, about damn yeah like this is definitely not like he sounds the romance awesome. novel that i've been listening right, to you are right, right. haggard and old <laughs> gross that's it maybe babe yeah. okay but that could happen even if she could read right like maybe he's just a, a beautiful writer he's very poetic and very romantic right and then in person he's just but also not. in prison right that's true yeah. i don't know i don't think being a murderer means that you can't be romantic is this is this your way of saying i need to be more romantic 
No, it's my way of saying you're a murderer like, and you already are pretty romantic. Like, at least murderers are romantic, oh, apparently. Okay. Anyway. My husband, who won't even get me some freaking wine, Oh, that's true. Me. Oh my gosh, thank you for bringing that back up. Isn't romantic at all. Okay, well that's all. How much all. wine do you have in your glass, babe? None. Zero. Zero oh. wine. Do I finished it. No, Patrick, I don't. I'll get my own when we're done with this podcast. We'll that's talk it. about this That's the end of the story. All right. Isn't that weird? Isn't that nuts? Yeah. That wasn't even that long ago. It was in the past 20 years. That is crazy. All right. That's all. La, hang on. Let me look it up. I can't, I can't just do it from memory. Hang on. Hang, please hold. Um, this is, um, this is a great. This is going on too long. This is a great, like, part to edit out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's gone. I can't. I can't. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Got it. La Mata Viejitas. Mata Viejitas. Okay. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. If I ever start a restaurant, I'm going to I'm going to make a, a Mexican dish, okay? You're going to call it this? <gasps> yes. And it's going to be very unassuming, but it's going to be very spicy. Oh, it's perfect, Patrick. And it will kill old women, 100%. I mean, if it does, it's not your problem. Like you put all the chili peppers next to it on the menu. That's right. You warned them. Well, no. We got to can't have the chili peppers next to it on the menu. You're just going to say that it's spicy? You'll say, beware, this one packs a punch. Something like that. Be like, no. So in the in the description of the dish, mm-hmm. it'll say, this dish was named after a female lucha libre? Yeah. Wrestler. <laughs> Is that, do I, I don't need to say no, you're that. you're right. I think that's fine. Who also murdered 49 people. <laughs> Eat at your own risk. <laughs> And then, okay. Yeah. And then they're going to say, well, what does that mean? Is it poison? And you're going to say, no, it's just really spicy. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Um, okay. That's yeah. all. <laughs> I feel like I'm the, I feel like when, when it comes to like restaurant things, like I'm a, I'm a Michael Scott, you know? Well, you have a lot of ideas and you don't do them. That's right. Well, it takes a lot of money to just start a restaurant. I don't want to start a restaurant. You do or don't? I don't. Yes, I like d- cooking. You kind of do them. And I want to make a menu. We can make a menu for our household. <gasps> we'll make tacos. We'll call yes. it that. Spicy okay. beef tacos. No, gotta Pork. do something funner. Okay, we can talk about this off air. Talk thank about you it guys. offline. Thank right. you for listening. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Sorry about the last part. I hope you enjoyed that story. Yes. It's nuts. I hope you enjoyed the last part too. Oh. Okay. Do you have um, any closing thoughts? Yeah, check out uh, the lbrpodcast.com. Oh, you nailed it that time. That's right. All right. Thank you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.